Welcome to Ask Cadence, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading. My name is Pete Wright, and I'm sitting here with Jay Christensen. Another week, Jay. How are you? Hi, Pete. Uh, I'm looking towards another warm day. You're oh, on. this is this is. I'm I'm ready to be done with it. Uh, but we have a, uh, a great problem card. I think this is fantastic. Um, it, it's uh, and I think this is another one that everyone's experienced. I'm going to go ahead and say that and generalize. I think everyone's probably experienced this. Management is unrealistic about impact on CSP. Uh, more specifically, uh, management thinks problems can always be solved without CSP impact. You got a problem, it's okay. You, I'm, I have faith that you can take care of it without impacting the project. Uh, is that true? Uh, yes, <laughs> it's, it's amazing <laughs> uh, how people can uh, think down this uh, path. It's just truly amazing. So where does that where does that come from? Is that uh, is that illustrating the age old legendary disconnect between management and the people actually doing the work? Yes, and uh, also unrealistic expectations on the part of management. And a manager wants the people to look deep enough and long enough to find a very good, elegant solution. And I think one of the mindsets behind this kind of a statement that a manager would make is they have experienced in the past past situations where people come to them with the first thing they think of in terms of solving the problem. And the impact may be huge. And the functional manager, uh, in some cases, is now um, combating that kind of behavior from their team member with this statement, uh, bring me back a solution that doesn't impact CSB. What they really are asking for, I believe, is a thorough in-depth analysis of the alternatives. So you don't think they're just being completely hyperbolic for no reason or to, you, you think there's actually motivation behind it? Correct, I do. Now there are, there are some people, of course, uh, that believe that there is uh, uh, a solution or a number of solutions that don't impact CSB. Well, in actuality, there might be. But how long would it take us to find it? In other words, management, how long would you like to stall the project while we look for an alternative that doesn't impact CSB? Now, we are perfectly happy to do that, but expect us to take about five to ten years now, I, I'm not a philosopher, but I'm sure there's a philosophical rule we're breaking here because as soon as you, you say management, how long would you take us to find it, you're impacting CSP already. You're exactly. impacting schedule. So it really is impossible. Yes, exactly. So uh, if we start back from the beginning, right, if you're, if you're a project manager and you're, you run into these problems, what, what do you do? How do you present a problem where you don't get this kind of answer? What, yeah. what kind of documentation, rigor, research do you do so you can make your management, uh, your, your functional manager or your steering committee uh, satisfied that you've done the kind of thinking you need to do? Uh, here's uh, my favorite response, and this one I like really, really well because I have seen it used effectively in a number of instances, and that is the, the problem-solving tool, and along with that is the CSP trade-off matrix. If you would, for a moment, picture a grid. Up the left-hand side is uh, CSP. Across the top are three parameters, maximize, minimize, and accept. So, uh, out of CSP, what is the number one priority? Is it cost, is it schedule, or performance? The next question, what's the number two? 
uh, what of those um, uh, CSP parameters is to be minimized or constrained. And then what is priority number three, which is the uh, parameter that has the most flexibility. So we can put together this grid then of number one, number two, number three, cost, schedule, and performance. So when management, we take them a problem and they say something like, I'd like you to continue to look for alternatives until there is no impact on CSP. Then a possible response would be, okay, management, we will do that. We will look very hard for alternatives that don't impact CSP. Along the way, what we are, what we are going to do is collect the alternatives that we can think of. And uh, we're going to sift them out. And after a reasonable period of time, uh, management, you can tell us what that reasonable period of time is, but three to five days is a reasonable amount of time. After a reasonable period of time, we'll come back to you with what we have found. If we have found a solution that doesn't impact CSP, great, we'll present it to you. That will be the end of it. We'll be on our way. If, however, at the end of this reasonable period of time, we're not able to find an alternative that doesn't impact CSP, what we're going to ask you to do is either confirm or change our assessment of the number one priority, number two priority, number three. We're going to ask at that point, okay, management, we've not been able to find one that doesn't impact CSP. Now, uh, since we've not been able to do that, what is the next best solution that you would accept? And at that point then, we can present to them not only the effort that we've gone through, we can present the fact that we've not yet been able to find an alternative that impacts CSP. Now we can say, okay, of the alternatives we've collected, here's the one that we would recommend because it most closely matches the priorities for CSP. So we're setting up, um, you know, the, the, we're making sure that we're all on the same page saying that yes, we know we have to get this product to market, that's the number one priority, so schedule can't be impacted. But maybe we have more money than we thought we did, uh, and so maybe cost is our most flexible uh, assessment, so, and that way we don't have to change our schedule and we can deliver uh, a, a product against our against our original project plan in terms of performance. Exactly. Uh, and right. so that way we're, we're setting expectations, sharing expectations, and making right. sure. And, and the here's the other thing uh, that we need to be a little bit careful of, and that is, is that when we're talking about performance, this is scope, which is comprised of deliverables and measures. What we might do is take away some of the deliverables, but continue to produce outcomes that match the quality criteria for the deliverables that we do have. This is an option. And we're not saying reduce quality. That's, that's not the point here. What we are doing is saying reduce the number of deliverables and those that remain, we're still going to deliver with high quality. For example, uh, you might um, always come back to a, a car example. Uh, let's say that we needed to get from point A to point B. Well, uh, two options. One is a very nice automobile. Another option is a skateboard. No, uh, that's wildly different, um, but it is illustrative of an, uh, reducing the amount of features, but still delivering a high quality skateboard that'll get us from point A to point B. That might be the option. But the thing of it is, is that we have all kinds of um, the discussion points around what is the most uh, highest priority and which ones can we flex on 
Right. We might get rid of one wheel, but the other three will be really up to spec. <laughs> that's correct. Exactly. <laughs> uh, that's a that's a that's a great discussion, Jay. Uh, Jay I think. Uh, you know, the, the bottom line is, you know what, uh, your manager may love you after all. <laughs> all right. Uh, thank you so much. On behalf of Jay Christensen and Pete, uh, I am Pete Wright, uh, this has been another episode of Ask Cadence.